Welcome to episode two of Surviving Empathy with Brian Russell of Chef Bry Comedy. Today we're going to talk about the spooky side of life from ghosts to goblins to things that go bump in the night. Is it real? Is it not real? What are they trying to do? Are they trying to kidnap our babies? Let's find out. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bry Comedy. You can reach me at all of my socials at Chef Bry Comedy. That's Chef B R Y Comedy. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. And, you know, someday I might venture forward with something else as well, like Twitch and all those things. But uh, truthfully, I don't like Facebook. So you probably won't catch me on there. Uh, <laughs> probably because they've, you know, banned me for the really dumbest shit ever. But, anyways, I digress. Uh, today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Rebecca Russell, and she is my wife. Say hello, please. Hello, please. <laughs> She's a little bit of a smartass, uh, but uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, yeah, my wife and I, we've been together for 13 years. We've been married for 12. 11. 11? I thought you said 12. No, 11. Oh, I screwed up. Anyway, we've been together forever, and... Uh, you know, I wanted to bring her on today because we are going to tackle a topic that is very near and dear to our hearts, and that's the paranormal and cryptids. And if any of you guys uh, are on YouTube uh, and watch YouTube, you you probably are no stranger to the uh, hundreds and hundreds of paranormal and cryptid videos out there. And uh, while I'm sure there's a good percentage of them that are either faked or hoaxed, um, there's some that aren't, and um, we actually watched a, a show called uh, Paranormal Caught on Camera, and um, a lot of those are the more real ones because they actually get a hold of the people in the videos and are able to confirm uh, some of these things. And so it's it's a uh, it's a it's a topic that my wife and I uh, we 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 it's what brought us together in the beginning because. Um, the first thing we found out about each other is what kind of TV we like. And, uh, we both found out that we watched Dexter and of course, uh, we're talking season one Dexter <laughs> We're dating ourselves here, but, uh, but yeah, that was what brought us together. And then, um, you know, over the course of time, we found out that we were both fans of ghost hunters and, uh, we even got to meet, uh, Grant Wilson of ghost hunters. We got to meet, uh, Aaron Goodwin of ghost adventures and uh, though that was back in uh, Comic Con 2014, I believe it was. But uh, anyways, uh, it's it's a it's a it's a topic of much debate because there's a lot of people out there that um, you know just don't believe in that kind of stuff. And especially if you're a part of the skeptical community like myself, um, I, I like to think that I'm you know a pragmatist and I, I I'm scientifically literate. And there are things that I believe and there's things that I don't believe. And the truth of the matter is, is what what made me a believer in the paranormal is, uh, first of all, I have to tell you a story. Uh, the first thing, you know, when I was 19 years old, um, just before I went into the army, um, I had to serve. Uh, it was back in the days where you could work off tickets and I got a ticket for speeding. <laughs> And so I decided to work it off by um, collecting trash in the park. And uh, we had to meet up at this park. And um, I ended up, you know, 
just kind of going my, my, you know, we all kind of went our separate ways and I ended up making friends with this, with this girl. And uh, we were sitting there kind of hiding out because it was next to a river and we were hiding out um, kind of like, uh, and we weren't doing anything, but we were just hiding out kind of, hiding from the the boss man. And uh, we were sitting there on these blades of, you know, bamboo and grass and stuff. And uh, we were just looking up at the clouds and junk and, uh, you know, we were young and uh, um, we, we both saw it. And uh, all of a sudden we saw uh, two sort of oval shaped red uh, illuminated objects in the sky. And it wasn't just for a couple of seconds. I mean, we saw it for a good must have been at least 60 to 90 seconds and we were just like blown away and at the very end um you know it, it went across the horizon and then at the very end it, you know it it kind of like disappeared like like it was going away from the earth and it went so fast that it looked like they converged together and i was blown away and you know i mean i was into that stuff in those days um because in the 90s you know, UFO shows were all the rage. And, um, you know, and I, I was always a believer, but I was always skeptical too. You know, I don't want to believe things just because it feels good, you know. And, uh, you know, we were just amazed. We talked about it. And um, I wish I could, I don't know who it was now because it was, you know, 150 years ago, but but it was just the most amazing thing we ever saw. It, it was just, you, you, you could tell and that was back before drones. That was back before airplanes. No, I'm not that old. Um, it, it was, you know, that it was something else. It, it was so obviously not of, if it was of this earth, it was definitely uh, technologies that haven't been disclosed to the public yet. And uh, it just blew us away. And so ever since that time, it really uh, just captured my imagination and it captured my, uh, my sense of wonder about this life. Because I mean, you know, most of us, you know, we work our, you know, everyday, you know, day in, day out jobs. And um, there's just nothing magical about it. You know, people, you know, and you know, you know me, guys, I'm a humanist. I, 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 I this whole experiment on, on this whole podcast is about being a good person, being a humanist, trying to help people as much as possible, uh, being as forward thinking as possible, being, you know, having an attitude of gratitude um, and so when I say this, I say this, you know, as a society, as a species, we as a species are um, pretty fucked up. You know? And um, it's just, you know, you know, we need things to believe in that are outside of the realm of the norm because our day to day lives are pretty dull, you know. And so when I saw that, it really captured my imagination and uh, ever since then, I've I've had a fascination in everything weird, from aliens to Bigfoot to every kind of cryptid to ghosts. And so there's things that I've learned over the years because I've literally been at this for over 20 years, you know, uh, just learning. Um, and and the thing is, is that when it's on video, you can't say, "Oh, I know exactly what's going on here." Um, some things can be faked, but one thing you start noticing is that, uh, you know, on video evidence, there are repeatable things that you start seeing over time. And that repeatable stuff is what I call corroborating evidence. Anytime you have like an EVP 
which is an electronic voice phenomenon for those of you that aren't into the paranormal. But it's when you pick up disembodied voices on a recorder after the fact, when you didn't hear it at the time, but you pick up voices. Um, Those EVPs are very common nowadays. And most ghost hunters, uh, that's where they... That's the first thing most people end up running into. It's the most common kind of evidence. And so when you start picking up evidence, that's one thing. It's like, wow, that's a, a good EVP. But when you pick up corroborating evidence, that's that's when you have secondary evidence that is backing up the first evidence. One, th- one piece of evidence could have been faked. It could have been something else. But when you have other things that corroborate it, it's like say you pick up an EVP, but then you also see an orb. You know, um, or say you have an EVP and and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, you, you pick up something else like, um, you know, uh, a REM pod goes off or something like that. Um, so, you know, that's the thing about about uh, the paranormal that I'm, I try to take a scientific and skeptical point of view. But I also I don't like to close my mind too much to it because, you know, it's kind of like this fine line, you know. There's the skeptical point of view with an open mind, and then there's those who believe in absolutely everything, you know. Um, and it's not as though I don't believe. It's just that some people make it out, the the paranormal, to be this very rich, you know, uh, world where there's tens of thousands of ghosts and different types of ghosts. And they look like this and they look like that. And, you know, like uh, Amy Allen from The Dead Files, you know, she's a, a, a medium. And she goes into places and, uh, you know, she talks about what she sees. And, you know, every time they, they do a artist rendition of what she saw and she's like, yeah, that's it. You know, and just once I'd like her to say, no, that's not what it looked like. But uh, it's just it's just one of those things where, you know, I don't know necessarily if there's, you know, hundreds of types of ghosts or, or what, or maybe they can project themselves any time they want to into any form they want. But, but one thing you start seeing over time is repeatable evidence. And, and that's where my, that's where I start really understanding that there's something out there, you know, and now with uh, actual uh, declassified footage from the U S Navy, you know, where there's UFO sightings um, caught by our, our Navy personnel. That's when I'm like, yes, this is this is legit. There's something going on out there. And so I just wanted to talk about, uh, you know, a little bit about the aliens and, and a little bit about the paranormal. And when I say the paranormal, it could be anything from ghosts to uh, demons. Um, cryptids is another thing because cryptids is more like a crypto zoology, which is like um, Bigfoot and the rake and the Jersey devil and et cetera, et cetera. So I, I like to classify these things differently um, because they are different, you know, because uh, ghosts and the paranormal is sort of what I would call uh, energy. It's, 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 it's concentrated energy. Whereas uh, aliens generally are either thought of as from outer space or they're uh, considered um, uh interdimensional beings and that's where you get into some really wild theories but um anyways i want to get my wife in here a little bit we're we're currently watching uh the the, what's it called babe secret of skinwalker ranch yeah the secret of skinwalker ranch and uh it's on the history channel yeah and uh it's got the guy uh the uh, travis um 
He's he's a guy from Ancient Aliens. Uh, PH, he has a PhD, uh, and he, he and he's an astrophysicist. And anyways, they've got all these. They've got a couple of scientists and a bunch of other ranch hands and people on the show. And uh, this wealthy guy from uh, Utah, he's a wealthy uh, real estate developer. And at first, you think he's like super stuffy. You're like, oh god, you know what's up with this guy, right? But then he bought this land for the specific purpose of assembling a team and 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 getting to the bottom of this because uh, what happened was is um, there was all these phenomena going on and and the previous owner was a man named Bigelow and uh, he was a um, he was a billionaire. And he did a bunch of research, and then I guess what happened was is that research ended up uh, being taken over by the government, and then so a lot of the research got classified. And so it was like, well, thanks a lot, Bigelow. You know, here we are trying to ascertain answers, and now, you you, you know, it, it's taken over by the government and classified, so we don't know what they found out, you know. But uh, just in these two seasons, they've, they've seen uh, UFOs, They've seen light anomalies, um, like front, like like illuminated uh, lighting in the distance off on the mesa, and uh, uh, light beams. Uh, they, they they saw some rectangular light phenomenon one time. Uh, what else, babe? Lots of electronic interference. Yeah, so they have a lot of. Right. And, uh, electro- like, so they have, they, they try to measure the, the area so they can get a baseline. And then whenever there's anomalies, uh, you know, you have, um, these detectors that detect electromagnetic frequencies and, ev- and all kinds of, you know, microwave frequencies and gamma and every, every source of, of wave is picked up on these devices. And so, um, they're they're picking up a lot of anomalous behaviors, and and now it's getting to the point. I don't want to give away too much, but it's getting to the point now where um, they're theorizing that there's a portal there, and that is crazy because <clears throat> we're not sure if a portal is like a wormhole, you know, like like a you know a time space portal, you know, that allows uh, you to go vast distances in time and space in a very short period. Um, they always use that. Um, folded piece of pep paper with a pencil through it that <clears throat> that kind of uh you know that's that's how they you know uh symbolize how the technology works where you you take a very vast distance but if you fold time and space uh into a into uh like a, like a piece of paper would uh you can make two very vast distances very close together through a portal or a wormhole and uh i i know that uh einstein theorize that there's um, wormholes out there and it's, it's not a proven thing yet, but there's a lot of evidence to suggest that there are portals. And so that's one theory that they have is that there's portals. Um, what else, babe? I don't remember what other theories they're just talking about multiverses. So there might be yeah. a multiverse connection. Right. So there might, and so it, a wormhole could either be a time space wormhole, like a a space anomaly. Um, But then, yeah, like she's saying, it could be also uh, like multiverse theory, you know, Um, any fan of uh, the the flash or, or uh, Spider-Man knows that uh, multiverses are, are theorized where there could be an infinite number of universes uh, that are just on a different plane of existence. And so maybe, and and maybe there's other versions of ourselves. I'm not exactly a believer in that, but 
um, just the fact that we could have multiple dimensions and that we could um, actually occupy the same place and time and space just on a different frequency or on a different level blows my freaking mind, <laughs> yes, you know? And, uh, but anyways, yeah. So it's just a very fascinating thing. And um, <clears throat> so, so the, <clears throat> that's the thing about Skinwalker Ranch is that um, they're seeing. Um, so Skinwalker comes from the native Americans. Uh, it's, it's said to be a shape shifting. Uh, it's natural form looks like a wolf. And uh, it can shapeshift into different looking creatures. And um, apparently what happened was, is years and years ago, uh, <clears throat> the the native tribes there were uh, basically in a land dispute with white people. And so when the land was sort of forcibly taken from them, they put a curse on the land. And so I don't know what if that has anything to do with this, but... Um, that's where kind of like the skinwalker comes from. It comes from Native American culture. And so, um, you know, there's all kinds of theories of what's going on on this property, but there's so many things they've seen and they've actually showed it on TV, these UFOs. And I was like, holy cow, you know, and, and at first we were like, well, maybe, maybe they're just putting on a good show. Maybe it's a hoax, you know, but then um, there's things that, that help it's, uh, validity, you know, like the um, attorney general of Utah coming in to speak to them. Yeah, the attorney general. Um, there's a episode where a cow dies, and obviously they're not going to kill a cow just for entertainment purposes. So um, there's actually a UFO spotted uh, as the cow dies. They think it might have been a stress-induced pneumonia. Uh, they had a a real uh, cattle veterinarian come in, and that's what he surmise was the problem and then you catch video of him looking up and seeing this ufo and then shortly dying afterwards so i mean it's crazy but you know you never know you never know i i always say you know you have to have an open mind um just open enough to be open to the possibility of things but not so open your brain falls out you know and so i don't know it just the whole the whole thing is fascinating to me and you know um, I, but I, you know, I'm a skeptic, you know, I, I believe that, um, I want to see proof, you know, I'm not just going to believe something willy nilly. And so, yeah, when it comes to Skinwalker Ranch, there's definitely something going on there, um, <clears throat> that I think is probably alien life related. What do you think, babe? I think it definitely has something to do with aliens. Could be portals that allow aliens to come through. Could be portals that allow other kinds of energy to come through. Right. There's so much stuff going on. I don't think it's one thing. I think it's multiple different things. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe we're like the international AMPM truck stop. <laughs> That's maybe they come here for our resources. Maybe they come here uh, as a as a respite. You know, but I don't know. It's just so fascinating, and so. You know, that's kind of my thing on aliens. I, you know, if, if you, any, anybody who's fascinated in aliens, um, knows, um, <clears throat> that the possibility of, of alien life is, is pretty good. Um, what's that thing called? The, um, the Drake equation. The Drake equation is an equation that, uh, that, that, uh, this, this physicist came up with, uh, I think it was in the sixties. And, uh, it basically talks about what are the, mathematical probability that there's alien life out there and 
when you factor in all these different things. And <clears throat> at the end of the day, it, it, it kind of mathematically proves that there's a very, very statistical good chance that alien life does exist. I mean, how could we possibly be in the universe and, and maybe even a series of universes? How could we be the only life giving planet? That's just, there's no way. No, very egotistical. To think so. I think it would be very arrogant to assume that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but anyways, yeah, so it's on the History Channel. It's called The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, and I'm in no way affiliated. We're just a fan. Um, at first, we were kind of, like, making fun of the characters because, uh, you know, one guy calls himself Dragon. We're like, hey, Dragon, you know, this <laughs> is making fun. But <laughs> the first uh, two episodes were very awkward. Yeah. Much better. Yeah, and then as time goes on, you actually start caring about these characters. Um, just, I'm still trying to think of the guy's name. Uh, Travis... Taylor, yes. Uh, Travis Taylor, PhD. Um, he's, he's a good old boy from Alabama, but, uh, it's, it's, you know, and I, I, I was in the army and, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I, I lived in Alabama for time, so, uh, I can appreciate a good, good old Alabama accent, you know, but, uh, you know, the, the show is very accessible and you start to see that these people just want to get down to the truth and, um, they care about each other and uh, it makes you feel good because, you know, it's the way people should be. You know, when you see that people are concerned about science, they're concerned about reality and getting down to the truth and that they care about each other's safety and well-being. And um, it's just, you know, it's it's just a good feeling to see that, that people would care about that kind of thing, that they would care about each other's safety. And so that's what they do. No, you didn't hear that. That wasn't me. I didn't do that. It wasn't me. <laughs> Let me turn that down. Oh, my gosh. Rookie mistake. Anyways, but uh, talking about the paranormal, and we'll probably do several episodes. This is more of like a survey. You know, it's like when they talk about, like in school, they a survey of history. It means you, you take a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but we don't go into any one thing too deep. This is like a survey episode, you know, where we're just kind of getting a rundown. But um, uh, I do believe in aliens. Do you believe in aliens? Yeah. 100%. Um, do you believe in Bigfoot? Yes. I, I do. I do too, because there's just too much footage out there. Um, and you know, there's a lot of hoaxers out there, but yeah, I, I believe in it too, because I mean, why is it hard to imagine that a, you know, because what scientists say is that before we became the, um, sort of, you know, through evolution, we became the um, dominant species on the planet. And um, before that, you know, we're talking, you know, in the last hundred thousand years or so, they suspect that there was, well, we know for a fact that there was several other species that were competing for, uh, you know, top primate, top species on the planet. And um, so they theorized that that Bigfoot is probably, and, and you know, there's uh, different types of Bigfoot. So there's Bigfoot in the Pacific Northwest that I believe would be uh, descendants of the Giganto Pithecus. And then there's some like in um, Ohio and uh, Oklahoma that are smaller. Florida, the skunk ape. The skunk ape in Florida. Yeah. So there's, there's probably a handful that are real, but you know, I think they might just exist in small numbers because, you know, as, as urban sprawl takes over, they have, they have a smaller area to live. And so, you know, survival, you know, that's the thing about cryptids is that I, I, I truly believe that cryptids are 
real biological organisms. They're not, they're not magical. They're not mystical. There's nothing mystical about them. It's biology. And so maybe there's a Loch Ness monster because that serpent used to exist, you know, tens of thousands of years ago. And maybe there's only one or two or three left in the whole world. And so I always look at it from that point of view that <clears throat> biologically, could it be real by a lot, you know, when things are, you know, too fantastical and too good to be true. I, I tend to, you know, go, eh, I don't know about that, but you know, that's another thing. Um, uh, the rake, I see a lot of rake videos these days. And I, that's the thing on YouTube is like our rake videos popular because it's popular in our, our subconscious, you know, Americana or not Americana, but, uh, just popular in pop culture. And so, because it because gets popular, does that, you know, increase the likelihood that people create hoaxing videos or is it the other way around where this really does exist? And because there are more and more cameras in the world, we're just capturing more. And there's also the weird theory that something can become so popular in pop culture that it creates enough energy for something to actually manifest. Sounds really crazy, but Michelle Bellinger actually was talking about it on her Facebook today, and it's an actual theory that they think they have proof for. Yeah. Uh, explain who Michelle Bellinger is. She, what show was it that we started? Uh, Paranormal State. Paranormal State. Yeah. So she's just an author and an investigator, and I believe she's somewhat psychic. Yeah, she's a she's psychic a medium. medium. Mm-hmm. But she's very educated in all these things and does a lot of research and lots of experiments and has a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. And she's just a very interesting character. Yeah, there's a handful of people out there in the community, um, no matter what you think of them, you know, that that are contributors to our um, paranormal zeitgeist, if you will. Um, you know, of course, Zach Bagans and the Ghost Adventures crew. And say what you want about Zach Bagans. He's kind of, to me, he's the... Um, He's the carnival barker of the paranormal. You know, he's he he made way too much money for Travel Channel, but you know, he created that channel. He's he's the one that popularized this on the Travel Channel. And, you know, he made a lot of money doing it. And, you know, uh I, I think he's a little overpaid and a little overrated. But with that being said, I mean, you know, he brings uh popularity and uh he he attracts viewers, and so think what you want will about him, you know, um, I, I believe that he, you know, like a lot of these figures are, uh, you know, figures that are in our community that are kind of um, contributing their own theories, contributing their own ways. I mean, and now Zach Bagans has a um, haunted museum that he keeps adding more crazy shit to. I mean, he, I think he's got, does he have the Annabelle doll now? Or does I it? Don't I, know if he, no, he doesn't have Annabelle. He has that boy doll. Oh, sailor when dressed in a sailor outfit. Oh, okay. What the name of it? Yeah, yeah. But he has all kinds of Doctor Kavorkian's van. Doctor Kavorkian's van, crazy. Yeah, yeah. And he's got all kinds of cool stuff, and um, and that's that goes into the whole thing of haunted objects. Um, sometimes people think that could be a um, a a intelligent ghost. And other people think it's just residual energy and it just depends. And yeah, like, like Rebecca said, um, can we as people create so much psychic energy that we actually manifest something to be real? You know, it's, it's, I mean, it sounds outrageous, you know, but when you think about like the term poltergeist, um, there's two 
ways of looking at a poltergeist. Most people use the term poltergeist as a like a noisy spirit, an active spirit that knocks over things. You know, think of your cat knocking shit off the shelf. It's basically that cupboards opening, um, noises, bangs. Um, anytime you have an active poltergeist, it's usually that's the term we apply to uh, any situation where you have a noisy ghost. And um, but there's another term, and and uh, Grant uh, Wilson from Ghost Hunters he subscribes to this one as that a poltergeist really is an intelligent energy that's usually um, a psychic energy that that creates that is created from uh, usually uh, an adolescent or teen girl that's going through a lot of anxiety. Um, it can happen in adults as well, but it's when a person has so much psychic energy built up that they actually manifest a entity, if you will. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't it's know. It's fun to think about. It's fun to think about, right. And so, you know, I, I'm, uh, I do believe, you know, that we can derive the truth through what I call corroborating evidence, you know, re- repeatable results. Anytime you keep seeing something over and over, over again, it either means that our culture just kind of latched on to that um, uh, and, and hope, and there's a lot of hoax videos out there, or it means that it exists, you know, that there's enough repeatable video evidence that things exist. And so, yes, I believe in, um, Bigfoot, um, do you believe in uh, do you believe in the rake? I'm on the fence with the rake. Yeah, I've yeah. Seen some videos that seem like they could be plausibly real, and some that are completely fake. So, I'll right, have to, I'll have to see some more stuff before I make a determination on that one. Right, and for all we know, it could be um, like a crazy feral person, like you yeah, know, because there are yeah, because I mean, there are there are people out there that are so you know, crazy and sorry to use that term. I, you know, I don't mean any disrespect to people with mental health issues. Um, I just mean somebody who, you know, is so feral and so anti, they didn't grow up in society. They weren't raised in society. So they could become, they're practically animalistic, you know, and um, there's been a few videos like in a psychiatric hospital where this thing was like running towards them and they, they got the fuck out of there real quick. And I thought it was full of shit. I thought that video was bullshit. But then they were on Paranormal Caught on camera and uh, they they reached out and the guy did an interview. And so I was like, well, hmm, maybe it is real, you know? Yeah. And not, not to say that everything on that show is real, but I think a lot of it is like a good portion of it is because I don't think they would put it on there if it was complete nonsense. But um, I don't know. What, do you, what else? What else, baby? Make me come up with a topic. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all so interesting. Um, let me. I'll just quiz you. Um, do you believe in uh, Loch Ness monster? Mm, I've seen too many things debunking the Loch Ness monster, but I think there are. There could be something there. I think there's something in other lakes. Also, these lakes are so vast. So deep, there could be prehistoric mm-hmm. creatures, prehistoric that just, serpents, just yeah, kept under the radar, yeah, figuratively, figuratively and literally, like we watched that yesterday, we just, yeah, that from Sweden, mm-hmm. yeah. The waters are so vast, you can't explore all of that. And there's, I think, there could be a holdout from prehistoric days, right? Right, 
Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, and that's the thing we have to realize is that, you know, human society has gotten so accustomed to um, just living in our towns and cities that we forget that, you know, um, as urban sprawl happens, we're growing into their their neck of the woods. And so there's a vast, vast amount of land that we really haven't discovered yet. And, and you know, we've, we've found tribes like that one tribe that um, like every time they go to that island, <laughs> they're throwing spears, get the fuck out of here. They don't want us there. So they actually killed someone a few years ago. Really? That that's right. To, that's to right. Preach to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. And so it's just, it's a, it's an interesting topic because, um, you know, it just captures your imagination. It just makes you think about the, the possibilities of things. And so, yeah, I believe in ghosts. Um, do you believe in demons? Oh, that's, that's my cat scratching guys. If you're wondering, I don't, I don't have to edit that out. No, you don't. Um, I think demons could be real, but not necessarily in a biblical sense. I think they're just right. ancient Ancient. Beings that maybe were people at one point, maybe not. Maybe they're just yeah. nature yeah, spirits. I tend, yeah, I tend to think they're nature spirits. Yeah, like they like living in dark spaces. They like living, you know, um, they like fucking with people. Um, but yeah, I don't necessarily believe that they're biblical. Um, but I do believe that um, biblical methods can help, you know. And that's the thing, you know. Like when you watch an exorcism, are you, are you, is it helping because they're literally exercising the demon or is that person just deeply mentally disturbed or deeply religious? Maybe they're just so, they have such strong religious conviction that the ceremony of, of, of exercising the demon maybe helps them. Maybe they're having some kind of psych, psychosis or psychic break. And so um, having a religious figure come in to sort of, you know, rid them of their demon um, helps them in a, in a, in a biological way, you know, it's psychological, you know, or maybe these things have been around so long they've picked up the whole religious zeitgeist of it. And it has right. an effect because of that. Right. I, I don't know for sure. But. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what this is all about is trying to get down to answers. And so um, I believe in demons too. Um, I don't believe in biblical demons. Um, it doesn't, you know, I don't believe in angels, but that doesn't mean that I don't believe in uh, benevolent spirits, um, nature spirits. Um, and the thing of it is, is that, you know, I don't believe in everything. It's not like I'm like hook, line and sinker on everything. I always take a, you know, scientific and skeptical approach to everything. But, I, you know, that's like, um, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, crystals and stuff, do you believe in crystals and the healing power of crystals? Possibly. I'm, I'm, I'm reading about things like that now. And I, yeah. I think partially the intention behind it intention. can make things happen. Um, yeah. And just with rocks, rocks have energy. They hold energy. They can emit energy. And they can also, um, reflect uh, uh vibrations and, mm-hmm. and and that vibration could be anything from electromagnetic vibration to um storing of energy Strong emotions uh, yeah yeah well yeah because i mean when you think about it i mean one thing we have learned from watching ghost hunters and all these shows for 150 years is that um like energy is always like hauntings are always greater in places that have um just more mass and material 
So you're more likely to get, um, you know, uh, uh, hauntings in like places, of course, places where more people die, of course, you know, like hospitals, um, but also places that um, have uh, lots of heavy materials and uh, concrete and brick and mortar. Basements. Basements. Yeah, because you've got that uh, hollowed ground. Surrounded by dirt and rock and things that can hold energies. Right. And they say that um, water, especially kinetic energy, like running rivers, uh, can help, uh, you know, pick up, uh, you know, just boost the PK energy, which is the psychokinetic is the PK, psychic kinetic energy. So, yeah, it's just fascinating to contemplate. And there are, you know, um, but you, when you think about ghosts and how they drain batteries and, you know, you think about the, the, the dynamics of energy. Um, it's fascinating, you know, and that's the thing I always wonder about ghosts is, um, are they always the living spirit of a person? In other words, have they not passed on or is it just a representation of their spirit or, you know, like, you know, what's going on there? I just want to know, like, because I always feel bad if ghosts are trapped and they're unhappy. I mean, you know, that's unfortunate. So we, we want to get down to helping them and, you know, and, you know, just being able to let that energy, you know, so that's why, you know, even though a lot of ghost hunters, they don't want to cleanse places because they want to continue to capture evidence, um, saging and, and different forms of cleansings uh, help that energy move on. And I, I always feel like if an energy is trapped or if an energy is unhappy, you know, um, they should they should move on, you know. So what do you Not think? A circus sideshow. So it is an intelligent manifestation, and they are trapped. I think we should help them move on. It's not they're not there for our entertainment. Right. Exactly, and they're not there for our entertainment. And so it's just kind of one of those things where you want to learn more, but you also don't want to disrespect the dead, you know, because the implications of the paranormal. Um, these people could be your grandpa and your grandma and your cousin and cousin Trudy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so you got to respect them. And, um, but yeah, it's just, it's just so fascinating to think about. And, you know, and that's, I know a lot of people, you know, it's spiritual for them because, you know, they base a lot of their religious or spiritual beliefs based on, um, and that's why a lot of people I think get into the paranormal because they want to understand um, where grandma and grandpa goes when, after they pass, you know, and, um, I just don't know, you know, I, you know, uh, you know, because for all we know, um, when you die, you, your energy, you, because that's the one thing we do know scientifically is that energy cannot be, uh, destroyed. It can only change form, but what it can do is dissipate. And so maybe your energy dissipates over time and maybe your energy stronger when it's concentrated in an area, you know, or maybe it, you know, there's granite and rock and crystals around that kind of hold that energy. And maybe there's certain things that allow that energy to come out more, you know, like rainstorm or thunderstorms and, um, you know, uh, just, of course, our electric technologies um, draining batteries. But you, when you think about energy and how it works, um, it's fascinating, you know, because, you know, not because like, for, for example, my cat's passed away. And some people have said that, you know, they, they see their cat, you know, running around and I didn't have that experience. And so, you know, and I didn't have that experience when my grandfather died. Um, 
Uh, I did have kind of a quasi experience when my grandmother died where it felt like she rubbed my cheek. My mom had the same experience. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that was just like tingles from emotions or if that was real. I, I tend to think it was real because it felt so real in the moment. But, uh, but when you think about it, you know, like maybe that energy can come back whenever it wants, you know, because they talk about like, if you did a ghost hunt in Mexico and you spoke English they would understand English. So what is it about that ethereal plane that allows them sort of the omnipresence to know English, to have information at their disposal? I don't know what that is. It's It's so interesting. I I don't know. And that, and that kind of is what, you know, goes into me being an empath is that, um, and if you're wondering, you know, being an empath and being a medium are kind of two different things because I don't claim to, to, um, you know, be able to see the future. And, you know, I don't necessarily um, see myself as a, as a true medium, but there is something to it. You know, I think the difference between an empath and, and a medium is just degree, you know, maybe they just have more natural, uh, you know, their receiver is just a little stronger perhaps. Um, But, you know, but I think we all have it. And, and that's the fascinating thing about, this whole, uh, you know, phenomenon is that I want to get down to the bottom of it because I want, you know, and of course we never will know everything, but it's just a fascinating thing to explore um, because, you know, it, it, it's about life and death and, and it's very personal for us, you know, and uh, I don't know, but, you know, I, I do know that, that life, the grind, the daily grind of working your dumb job and, you know, people just out there just causing problems, you know, you know, I tend to think that, that there's this this fascinating world yet to be discovered, uh, whether it be the paranormal or whether it be cryptids uh, or whether it be uh, interdimensional beings, you know, um, and, and, and then, you know, the, the, the dynamics of energy and how that is stored, um, you know, it's just, I don't know, man, it's just, it's so freaking interesting to me. Um, I don't know. I, I think I've, I don't know. Is there anything else to say about the subject? I think at some point, not today because it's getting, getting a little bit on in time there, but yeah. we should talk about experiences that we've had. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, whole, we should. We should yeah. So stay tuned for that, ladies and gentlemen. We will talk. We, it's not going to be a part two. We'll, we'll be talking about this stuff all the time because I've yet to tell you my theories about the different phases of a, of a ghost or spirit. Um, I believe that when you see them grayed out versus a mist versus a black shadow, I believe, and, you know, orbs, I believe that there's like five to seven different actual phases of a ghost that from orb to full bodied apparition or manifestation, um, I think there's transitions there. And and so when you snap a photo and you see a gray mist versus a black shadow, I, 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 sometimes I believe they're different entities. And sometimes I believe you're seeing actual the actual different phases that a ghost go through in order to show itself you know because they have to manifest that energy to do it but uh anyway we're running a little bit long ladies and gentlemen i hope you had fun babe thank you so much you know for being on the show she's she's so introverted she didn't want to do it but i'm glad she did and um you know i love you dearly um you know and hopefully i can get you back on another paranormal episode wasn't as traumatic as I thought it would be. (laughs) 
it's a lot of fun, you know, because, yeah, I mean, and if you screw up, so what? I can edit it out. Um, not that I will, because you guys, you're, you're, you're a, you're a loving, trusting bunch. I, I, I can make, I can be imperfect and you'll still love me. Right? Right. We're all human. That's right. We're all human, guys. But, uh, anyways, thank you so, so very much for listening. Um, there's so many things, uh, that I have yet to talk about with you guys. Um, one thing I will say, um, if you didn't catch my last episode, that was my, uh, premiere episode. It's, it's, it, it was a stream of consciousness episode where I talked about myself. Um, I am a uh, quasi disabled. I have fibromyalgia and I think fibromyalgia uh, is a hypersensitivity and it, it really does, um, make sense why I would be an empath because, um, uh, when you're sensitive in, in those ways, um, it can also manifest as physical things too. I'm not saying that it caused it, but, um, just there is a causality there. And so, uh, if you listen to my first episode, um, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, just trying to let you guys understand where I'm coming from. You know, I'm, I'm a stand-up comedian by trade. Um, I used to be a chef for a long time. And uh, this is sort of uh, my therapy, if you will. And I want it to be your therapy, too. I want to just talk about all kinds of things. I want to be able to just get to the heart of the matter. Um, sometimes we're going to talk about funny, th- funny, cool, interesting things like this. Um I have some episodes that I want to do, uh, you know, uh, anybody who's having trouble uh, getting fit and healthy. You know, I want to talk about how people with certain limitations can stay fit and active um, and, and just regular people. We all get tired. We all get lazy. We all just want to relax. And so how do you work out and stay fit when, you know, you've got that lazy streak like most of us, you know? So I, there's a lot of things I, I've yet to talk about and stay tuned for a, uh, another episode where we'll talk about the paranormal. Um, and, and we might even go like do entire episodes just on Bigfoot and just on aliens and just, you know, so there's so much more to talk about you guys. Um, I, I am the, 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 uh, I'm trying to go back into my stand-up comedy, um, so so look out for that. Um, I have to wait for the comedy clubs to start opening again, but that's sort of what I was trying to do here, was get into comedy, and then the pandemic happened. And so instead, I did this podcast because I really honestly want to help people. I, I um, Despite the fact that I can get cranky and irritable and ask her if she knows. No way. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I just... You know, I, I'm trying very, very hard, you guys, to have an attitude of gratitude because, man, life is so short and it's just, you know, we don't know whether or not there's for sure an afterlife. And so don't spend your whole life thinking about the afterlife. Spend your life in the present. Do what you can to help people. Um, don't be arrogant. Don't be an asshole. That's my motto. Uh, you know, and and so thank you again for, for, for listening and uh, thank you. Uh, Rebecca for helping me out. Um, there's going to be one more episode this week. I do three episodes per week. And again, you can catch me on my socials on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Bry Comedy. That's Chef B-R-Y Comedy. And uh, I feel like I'm breaking into my radio voice. Am I breaking into my radio voice a little bit? A little bit. Yeah, sorry, guys. Yeah, it depends on my mood. I'm, I'm just, I'm overly loud today. <laughs> Too much caffeine. <laughs> Anyways, thanks, you guys. We'll see you next time.